0: Not having an expert and bringing in someone who doesn't have a knowledge is like putting an untrained soldier on the front line of the war. Everybody's going to get killed because he has had no training. So, in order for your business to thrive, you have to have industry knowledge. I mean, industry knowledge and industry experts to come in and help you.
1: Three, two, one, zero.
2: ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat lady herself, Melinda Emerson.
1: Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast, and we are now going to be talking with an expert who's going to talk about why all of us need to consider using industry expert in our business. Let me introduce my next guest. Her name is Jai Mays. She is a speaker, author, and community advocate. She is the CEO of Mays Freight Solutions, a third-party logistics services based in Overland Park, Kansas. Mays Freight Solutions provides logistical services including one or more elements of commercial procurement, supply chain management. And fulfillment activities for all sizes and categories of enterprises. Jay wanted to change the lack of diversity in the logistics industry, which led her to start her business, Maze Freight Solutions, in 2017. Jay, welcome to the Small Bishop Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm glad to be here. All right, Jay, you know how I do it—you got to tell me. How did you get on this journey that we call entrepreneurship? How did you get your sort of like expertise and then decide you wanted to do it for yourself?
0: Well, you know, I watched my parents growing up. My mother was a singer and she had her own group. It was a Christian group. And so as I was a child, my my father was her manager and my father was blind. And so I always wondered, how is a blind man managing my mom? And how's my mom letting this happen? Because she's so, you know. And so there's a gospel group and we toured a lot around the country. She got to sing for Jesse Jackson. She got to sing with Earth, Wind, and Fire. She did certain commercials. She had four albums that came out and I just watched how they were moving. And also, I have a godfather who is also blind and he and my father went into finance together. So I was kind of, I can't say groomed, but I had a great examples in front of me. Great examples that you can't let disabilities or setbacks set you back. And so I've always, my mother told me, she said, when I was a child, I used to get her briefcase and I sort of put our heels on. And she's, I, I always wanted to be a businesswoman. Of course, you know, as, as Young adults, we look up to Oprah and we look up to other women like, oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to be. But we don't have a road map to really show us and tell us where to go. And so I put my hand in this and I put my hand in that. And I went into retail and I went into beauty, the beauty industry. And it just wasn't working for me. So, you know, my father would say, you know, try different things. And the one that's your niche, you'll know which one it is. And so I did. Well, I ended up in corporate America. And was I happy in corporate America? I was because I was starting to learn. I was starting to learn camaraderie to be around people and just to learn the different pyramid of a corporation. A girlfriend of mine told me, she says, hey, there's this new company that's out. They're the bomb and they're very family oriented and it's in freight transportation and Of course, I've had uncles and cousins who drive big rig trucks, but the light bulb never came on to say you could be the person behind the scenes controlling the truck drivers. It never hit me. So I did. I applied for the job and I got the job and the job that I want, the position that I wanted was not available. But I told the lady in HR, I said, you just put me in customer service. I'll work my way up. I really will. I wanted it that bad. You know, if you're going to go work for a huge investment firm, you just want to get your foot in the door and you can work your way up. You know, you can grab a network and maneuver and get to where you want to go. But I didn't just want to grow fast. I wanted to learn as I grew. So I started working for this transportation company. And lo and behold, the CEO saw something in me that I did not see in myself. And he took me under his wing. And a lot of the C-suite executives also I was not afraid to ask. I was not afraid to ask what is a SWOT analysis. I was not afraid to ask for managerial skills. I was not afraid to ask for skill building advice. I wasn't afraid to, of any of that. And I was never afraid to say, hey, what does that position pay? How can I get there? So what I ended up doing is going into sales. And in less than five years, I was top sales in my out of 700, uh, no, out of a thousand reps, I was top sales, top 10. And so... As I was on the sales floor, feeling good, feeling pretty puffed up, I noticed that the diversity was not there. It was not, you know, there was a little bit of women, but the diversity that I was really looking for was not there. And so what I did, I I I asked my husband, I said, Do you think I could I could open a, a company? And he's known my background, known my parents. You know, I also come from a church background. So, you know, your parents, and when you're in a church, I'm a PK. So I've been the praise and worship director since I was six. So I'm not afraid of crowds. I'm not afraid of speaking. I'm not afraid of dancing or any of that because they pushed me in front when I was five. And so he said, I, I asked him, I said, do you think you can do this? And he said, of course you can do this. And that's what led me to open May Street Solutions. Two things. The lack of diversity, but I'm going to be honest, if I had known the information that I know now when I was 18 years old, I'd be, of course, well, a lot further than where I am now. Now, we are a startup. We'll be six years old this year, and God has blessed us exponentially. We've seen, you know, extreme growth. But if I had have known, Melinda, what I knew, what I know now, of course, we always want to say, you know, if I would have known then what I know now. That's always the thing that comes in our head. But that's how I got started with May Spray Solutions. I wanted to help my community. I wanted to build my community and I wanted to offer an alternative that you can work for someone, but also have that entrepreneurial mindset. And that's what logistics does and also educate everyone that everything that around that is around you that you have on and that you eat has to be shipped so that's how it
1: gets to your table (laughs) I love it I love it so one of the things that you're a bit advocate for is people bringing in industry experts so that they can go further faster why do you think that's so important
0: because we don't know everything we know what we know But we don't know everything. And the world is so big and so broad. And there's different people in the world that God has given different talents to. People research different than others. People study different than others. Someone's talent might be in another field where your talent is just in here. Most entrepreneurs have a set focus on what their niche is. And that's where they are. And there's some blinders and blockers because, boom, this is where they are. And if you need to grow or expand or if you don't know about finance or if you don't know about budgeting, if you don't know about quoting or RFPs, if you don't know about everything that happens in a corporation to make <laughs> the wheel run, you have to bring in industry experts. You know, I joke, but I say, you know, not having an expert and bringing in someone who doesn't have a knowledge, it's like putting an untrained soldier on the front line of the war everybody's going to get killed because he has had no training so in order for your business to thrive you have to have industry knowledge i mean industry knowledge and industry experts to come in and help you what industry experts do is what you can't see they see what you don't know they know because again it's a broad mind it's not a broad mind it's just a a narrow mindset that we've learned that we have to do this and that and we also learned that we have to wear many many hats
1: all of us do, right? All of us do. We have to wear. Okay. Hey, basically taking on ten to twelve jobs at one time, basically—that's that- burnout. Correct. Yeah, yeah it, it can absolutely lead to that if you're not careful. Let me push back on you just a little bit because in this era of Instagram and you know everybody's a coach, everybody's an expert. So I need some guidance about how we should qualify people who say they are experts that we're considering. Spending really good money to get their support.
0: Okay, industry professionals deal with industry situations every day and all day. They maintain a wealth of information, updates, and insight. These insiders speak the industry language too. And as experts, they offer an informed perspective on trends, governmental rulings, potential downturns, labor situations, seasonal challenges, price fluctuations. By working with industry professionals, owners can remain in the know. Now, how do you know if you've got a good one? Check the resume. You check their pedigree. Check their resume. You look for their testimonials. You Google and do all the research and you know what I found though, Melinda? People nowadays they've gotten so tech savvy, they can pull up a full resume. They've never done anything, but that resume will say that they were in Iraq, they were in they were in desert storm, and they were born in 1975. How how are you in but they here's what I say: experience, check the resume. Look at their reviews, check their track record, look at their testimonials. Experience is the key to understanding. Test them. And I would not, I I would look for results before I would pay the bill. That's one thing that I have learned. Get the results before you pay the bill. And I've learned that in business. I
1: agree. So what is the best place to find an industry? Let's say I need someone to help me, you know, build out a new sales channel in my in my business. Where, where might I find where, where, what do you think are the best two or three places to find an industry?
0: Right now, I wouldn't trust social media right now. I would trust the network. Trust your network. Trust your mentors. Team up with someone, a small business association, and they can be able to refer you to industry experts. If you're having issues with cash flow, okay, I know someone who can teach you about cash flow. If you're having issues with learning marketing, okay, I have someone who can teach you marketing. But I would not put out the issue on social media because when you're the new kid on the block, the snakes are going to come out that grass and the sharks are going to, they're going to jump out that water to try to take you under because they know that you're new. So what I would do is I would rely on your network. And the referrals, because sometimes those soft referrals can turn into a really good deal with that industry expert. And a, and a really good partnership. A
1: really good partnership, correct. Now, something I'm seeing happen sometimes. Let's say that you manage to get like the dream industry expert and they decide they're going to work with you in your business. How do you, as a business owner, not start to like over rely on this person? Like, I think sometimes people hire an industry expert. <laughs> you' like that person's gonna save their business <laughs> and, you know and i and, and I've seen this, I've had this done to me like like I'm a magician, you know, so i am just saying like how how can people you know bring in an industry expert but but almost have like a realistic expectation of what this person is supposed to be doing?
0: well, this conversation is to be had right at the forefront of the meeting, what that industry experts expectations are and what your expectations are. And I like industry experts that put the client to work. You understand what I'm saying? Because not only are you all building the business together, but the client is learning. And what the industry expert is doing is conditioning and positioning them because the the industry expert should already have an exit plan that once we get here, that I'm going to pull back. And so this should be the expectations of the industry expert. But I understand it can get very comfortable when they're doing all the work. But if they're doing all the work, what is the client learning? Because once the industry expert goes away, are you going to apply that knowledge or are you going to cry and go find another industry expert to try to come, you know, fix you back up? So I think honestly, that The industry expert needs to set expectations and the client needs to set expectation and the client needs to know that there is an exit when we're done. And this when once we get to this level, I'm going to exit and then you're going to take this on your own. And if the client cannot take it on their own, there's two things. Either the industry expert was not good or either the client just wasn't paying attention to anything that the industry expert was doing. And the client is just, they don't care. They just want someone else to come in and do it for them seen both I've seen both I've seen both as as well so so but what are some of the cons of hiring an industry expert do you think there are any I don't think there are any cons because when you don't know you don't know and the best way to find out is to ask and a person who does not ask won't know so I think it's all pros because you're gaining more information I just learned today honestly that there is sand mafia. There is a sand mafia. I did not know that, Melinda. I didn't know it either, actually. So you and I both learned it today. And I learned this (laughs) from a young lady who was just talking about it. But then an expert came in and piggybacked what she was saying and quoted facts. Now, had I not known that if I didn't have an industry expert telling me this, like the Bible says, though, how can you learn without a schoolmaster? How can you learn without a teacher? Well, that's
1: right. That's right. And they also say that when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. OK, so i got one last question for you. What is the best business advice that you've ever gotten?
0: Grow slow and stay in control. That's the best business advice I've ever gotten. When we first started Main Freight, it grew and it grew too fast. And when I explained that to you, I didn't know how to handle the growth. So I had to pull in an industry expert to help me understand the growth of a business. Because you only know what you know. I came from a sales background. I did not come from an entrepreneurship background. So I had to unlearn and learn some things. And I also had to add to my library. And the only way I could do that was with industry experts.
1: So grow slow and stay in control. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Jay Mays. You are just such a breath of fresh air. I have enjoyed you immensely. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I will leave you with this last thought. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody.
2: Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.